Hello everyone. Konnichiwa in Japanese. Jumpa lagi in bahasa Indonesia. Welcome to our podcast, Half Food Girls Talk with Sake by Josephine and Nikki. And for those who are new here, hey! In this podcast, we share our personal experiences and views relating to our backgrounds. So sit back, get your headphones ready, and join us! Hello, hello everyone! How's everyone doing? How are you? Hi everyone! I'm good, I'm good. A lot of things have happened, but hopefully sooner or later I could share my update to you all. How about you, Josephine? I'm actually feeling good because I just washed my hair last night, so the hair is looking good. <laughs> it is making me feel good for some reason. <laughs> But yeah, because it's, oh. uh, it's winter over there, so you know, like less humid, so it makes the hair more voluminous. You know, Asian problem. We have very flat hair. That is so true. So yeah, uh, for those who may have just tuned in to our podcast. My name is Josephine. I live in Australia, and Miki is currently living in Japan. And yes, it is winter in Australia. It's totally and summer awesome. in Japan. <laughs> so technically, I'm wearing jumper, and Miki is wearing a shirt, <laughs> t-shirt like a normal t-shirt. A lot of you probably have noticed from our previous podcast, or probably have heard that we are going to talk about slightly different topic today. So for today. A little bit more personal on Josephine's side. So when I, many of you probably would have known, Josephine has one little sister and one little brother. The little sister is just like a two years age gap, if I'm not wrong. Am I right, Josephine? That is correct. And for your little brother, who is surprisingly, how how the age gap again? I keep on forgetting. It's eleven years. Eleven <laughs> oh, years gap. Yes. It's a pretty huge gap, and um, especially between your little sister and your little brother, it's a very big, huge gap. So we're gonna discuss. So for we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk slightly more about this part about like how you felt you to be an older sister by having like a sister who's slightly like younger and a very very young older brother, and a little more on the personal details you guys about it. So it'll be more of me interviewing Josephine for this episode. Okay, so very straightforward question for your experience being an elder sister. Like, how do you felt like being an elder sister for your first sister and your like later younger baby brother? Yeah, I don't know if I, if I should call him baby, but yeah, to him he's still my baby, like still your baby brother. <laughs> so technically, okay, maybe before I start jumping into it, just to、mm-hmm. make it a bit more sensible. So、mm-hmm. I'm currently in my early thirties, and then so that means my sister in her late twenties, and then、uh, my brother is in his early twenties. He、uh-huh. just turned twenty, literally. So just to give a bit more background there, and. Yes, there's a bit of difference of how I played the role of the older sister or the、mm-hmm. elders in the family because me and my sister we only have like a small gap, right? So it's like it it's 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 a bit more like friend rather than a younger sibling. But when my brother was born, I was ten, so I was old enough to.、Um, 
play like the young mom for him in a way like uh, whenever my mom is not around like I knew that I have to jump in so it's it's there is that difference basically and it's just one with my sister is more like a friend but like slightly younger friend the other one it's just because we have this huge gap then when he was born he was just a little tiny baby and I was already um, a kid basically be a bit more understanding those stuff never happened it was just more like you have to do it because you have younger siblings that's it mm-hmm. there was no like I think like, uh, I don't uh, know. So what was it the good reasoning of why you have to take so much responsibility at a young age right yeah some something along that line but also it's a bit more like more the expectations and then which come to me this is again this is how I feel a demand rather than like an understanding because they're the parents I'm the kid I have to listen do you like you know you have a, a younger sister who's two years younger right like a mm-hmm. not not so if, was there any difference between like did they expect your younger sister to also be like uh, a, a good role model to your brother my parents especially my mom at that point told me specifically not to go out too late because that would be a bad example for my siblings uh-huh. and there was an occasion because that's something that I kept in mind like I, I get it you know like I understand your point well I tried to be home at least by midnight the very latest not past midnight so there was an occasion actually and this is a real life true story when my sister also got carried away again we're only two years apart so I understand that she also wanted to like you know do all that stuff the same thing like I do with my friends and then um she came home past midnight from memory I think it was around 5 a.m when she came back home and my parents were periods obviously and then at that point I believe she was 25 and I should have been 27 and then my brother uh, he must be around 15 or 16 somewhere around there so he was in high school what happened the night before my my mom was actually constantly asking me and my brother to check out on her like where she was who she's with and stuff because both of us we didn't know because we don't know she didn't tell us and then we did try to message her try to call but didn't go through apparently her, her phone died so that's that's why and then we only got to know that when when she came home and then the minute she came home my dad took her to the balcony and then you know have to try to have the talk meanwhile my mom pulled me aside in a room and then expressing how she didn't like the situation you came home late a few times before in the past I knew that she was upset with the situation mm-hmm. and also do not understand why she said what she said because she you know technically I didn't do anything wrong you didn't do anything wrong that's true that's totally it true was, it was my sister who came home late yeah and then she should be having that conversation with her not with me um and then she wanted me to take responsibility for what happened at that point even I just let her let all that feelings and emotions out even though I was definitely hurt being you know because she even put me in a corner 
not just in the room but in the room yes and then in a corner so imagine that I waited until she finished and I said look mom I understand where you're coming from I understand that you're upset but do you remember that she's only two years younger than me technically she is 25 she's an adult she's not a kid anymore and you know she made this decision I unfortunately I can't say that it was my fault I understand that you want me to be the role model first Mm -hmm. of all I never came home past midnight second Mm -hmm. of all she's an adult so I can't say I took a part on this uh, accident at all she didn't say anything she just left the room (laughs) she didn't say anything I think like um you you did took it in a more how can I say like I don't want to say mature because that would be offensive to your mom but like a more um you 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 took the you took the situation pretty well like pretty decent like yeah luckily like I was I was actually fuming in inside I remember that um experience I was fuming I was about to lose my head because she was like this is because of you and then she was doing the finger pointing even so it's not just a word even the action thing oh but but like what have you learned from this experience like what what do you learn after this experience of being like the sister the elder sister the older sibling the firstborn it was definitely suck about mm-hmm. what happened the way my mom took it, the situation, and how she handled it, it wasn't, definitely it was not nice. But mm-hmm. I understand that she was upset. The interesting part was after we left the room, mm-hmm. my dad didn't even say a word to me, but he didn't, like, that. that's something that it was, it was a total um, opposite of how my, my mom handled it. She didn't say a word to my sister, but she said a word to me. Mm-hmm. My dad took the one who did the damage out mm-hmm. and they didn't let that frustration or anything to me or my brother. I mean, we all got grounded because of her mm-hmm. that day. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But it's interesting to see the difference how they handled the situation. Why, why do you think that your your father and mother had a very different approach to you and your sister regarding about this issue? I'm just going to speak from my perspective. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know, obviously, I don't understand. Um, I still don't understand why they did what they did. But mm-hmm. from my perspective, the way that I look at it is my mom literally heavily relies on me being like the example well I think she wanted me to be substitute of them when they're not around mm-hmm. and when they're around they expect that oh, sorry she expects that level of understanding or level of um, how it should be still the same even though they're in the house well my dad I feel like even he's always done this and I think this is one thing that I learned so much from him is whoever did the damage whoever made the mistake that person that individual has to take responsibility out of it I mean the siblings obviously that day for example he ended up grounding all of us to show an example to my sister that yeah again sorry going back to my dad is 
he wanted us to work together as a team, not just, you know, just be selfish about our own needs and then have to basically look at after each other. Well, my, I don't know, it could, there's a lot of things that I could think of. It could be the way that they've been raised, they've been brought up or like, mm-hmm. um, because a lot of things revealed, but at the same time, it's just interesting to see that difference, you see. Mm-hmm. But at least like you and your siblings were able to... We learned yeah, from it. You learned from yeah. it. Would you do the same thing as the parents or how would you approach it when you had this kind of factor? Yeah, that's a very good question. I would actually take my dad's approach as a reference mm-hmm. because in order to find out the problem is to speak to the individual directly first. And then after that, I'm going to ground you guys because you need you guys need to work together as a team. And then this mm-hmm. could be an example. Definitely not my mom's approach because that day, after that day, she made me tiptoe around her, like in terms of feelings, because, you know, one, I was still feeling hurt. Second, we never had conversations about this. I think I tried to bring it up a few years after, but Mm -hmm. she's sort of like, I love you, mom, but I just have to point it out. She, She did brush it off. She didn't want to talk about it because, I don't know, maybe she realized that it wasn't, Unrevelant. the right thing to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and again, again, being Asian, right? It's not something that you... I think one thing that I realized and something that I actually find it surprising from my dad because we all know and then this might come off as being stereotypical and then apologies in advance to any of our listeners in advance. The stereotype of our parents' generations being a bit more um brusque in a way like the way that they're being brought up brought up and yada yada Mm -hmm. and then it's interesting that my dad even though he doesn't say much I feel like he understand that point and seeing that the way that he approached it is he as as a head of a family well my mom sometimes when something that I again this is only coming from my perspective that whenever there's a bit of a like I don't know what's the word. This kind of situation, the way that she handled it, as if she was reflecting a lot, being um, also the youngest child in the family. Because he, mm-hmm. she is, she's not the youngest, but she's the second youngest. She is the second daughter. Sorry, the youngest daughter in the family. So, again, I can see that that play a lot of role. Like, mm-hmm. so whenever there's this thing and she's like, no. You're the eldest, you have to step up, you have to take a responsibility of it. Even though my siblings did the damage. Mm. So that made me think, and I was like, did my grandparents did that? <laughs> you know, because it's not something that you will, I don't know, I, I don't think it's something that you will say or you will do if you didn't experience it, if you know what I mean, like, because you experience or your child experience play a lot of role in, in terms of, like, your judgment. And that's that's how I realized, that's how I realized thing because I can see that even though both my parents are the second youngest in the family, the way they handle the situation when it's, definitely when it's uncomfortable, totally different in terms of um, the order of, birth between for like for me and my siblings 
would you so so like would you bring it to the next generation or like would you not try to find a better way to approach it that's a very good questions again so i would actually take the good thing from the two of them in this mm-hmm. case uh if i can be completely honest i am going to be relying on my my dad's approach as a as a reference because i feel mm-hmm. it's he i like the fact that i like the way he treats us fairly doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't really follow the order of the bird obviously there's occasion time when i did a mistake and then he talked to me directly Mm-hmm. And I this is what I like about him like he doesn't actually do it in front of the other siblings. So mm. if I made a mistake, he will talk to me but he would like I don't know for some reason he likes to have the stroke in the balcony so he would pull us aside in the balcony. But it was only between me and because I did the boo boo, right? Mm-hmm. Me and him. He didn't do it. He didn't scold me or didn't get angry with me in front of my siblings. So at the same time, I don't I never felt embarrassed while my mom did it the total opposite. But yeah, so I will take the good side of it. I will take my my mom's emotional approach like how she felt frustrated and then I think it's it's good to express that so you know the kids will know oh this thing upset my parents, you know, as an example, but maybe tone it down a bit. And maybe. then And the vertical approach will be my dad's. So I will use them as a combination really, to make it a bit more constructive approach in that case. Okay. I think mm-hmm. that's like what we learn from our parents and what you learn from experience. So like what would you say like, okay, if like say that you have a quick one minute message to your parents, what would you say? Oh, this is tough. After <laughs> saying all that stuff. Oh, I know you had a lot of experience. Like hearing, I can see your passion and your way how you felt at the time. But like, if you could some like reflect everything what over the let's just say thirty years with you living with your parents, being the eldest in your family, what would you express your feelings or what would you say to your message to your parents about? Do you mind if I? Sorry, uh, keep going. Yeah, yeah, no, like what would you like? What what you want to say to your parents? Yeah. Uh, do you mind if I do it separately? Because I think I need to send a separate message to both my parents. Oh, so like that one, mom, one, is it? Yeah. Like I'll, okay. I'll do it really quick. Mom, if you're listening to this, I, I'm not mad at you. I love you. I understand where you're coming from, and thank you for expressing your emotional feeling. Uh, but yeah, let's. <laughs> Let's be good to one another even more. <laughs> and to my dad, um, thank you for always respecting me as your eldest, and also treat me fairly with my siblings, even though I have two younger siblings. So you still treat me like your child, not just your el- eldest. And I love you. <laughs> oh, that's very sweet. <laughs> that's it. All right. Um, since we still have time, do you mind if I ask you a question? You. Oh, you want to go for me next? Okay, sure, go ahead. Yes. No, because I feel like it's good to get a bit different perspective, um, at least. So, Miki, you've heard all that, you know, story, everything that we just talked about. In your opinion, though, what do you think is a good example of 
parenting or raising your firstborn, <laughs> take as much time as you need. This is very, this is a very um, difficult. Like, parenting is hard, honey. Like parenting is very hard. I have a little sister. I have a little sister, so I kind of know your situation. But me and my sister, I think what my parents did was they realized that me and my sister are very two very very different people. Mm. So like, at first they were like, "Oh, Miki, you have to like sacrifice yourself for your little sister." For example, like when there's cake or like when there's like candies, and if my sister liked that candy, like okay, you can have more or like you can have slightly more of the piece. So that was how my parents treated me. So I think because of that, to this day, as a habit, like I will always ask what my sister wants first. So I kind of like slightly spoil her. Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah, I do the same thing. But I'm okay with that. Is because like I I don't know maybe like of course sometimes. But I learned in towards the years that things that if I really really want it, I have to really express it. So I think like my parents like doing this it actually helped me to like try to adjust according to people. It's also taught me in a way. But if I do have a kid, I'm sorry, but a kid has to bear with me. Everything has to be equal. <laughs> I'll try my best to be equal, but hopefully my parents' parenting didn't doesn't affect me if I do have a child. Oh, that that is actually a very good statement because there was a time when I think about it. I was like, oh, what if I also get carried away? I think that's that's probably what happened with mm-hmm. my mom. And then we're humans, right? Um, I think because we're a bit older now, so we realize that there are times when we couldn't control things, and then mm-hmm. unfortunately we let it out. But yeah, parenting is hard, man. Parenting like, is just, very hard. It. I think it's really true what they said. It does take a village to raise a child. And I think overall. At first, at a time, we feel like well, that's so unreasonable. But if we be like thinking our parents' shoes, we kind of understand why they act in that way. Mm. But I think it would be a good learning for us in the future too. I, I think it's good. overall, this experience is a good experience. I think a little bit strict Asian household is pretty like good experience for us too. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, this is a very interesting episode, and yeah. this is um, this is probably the first time that we ever had like. A bit more, a little more yeah, and a little more detail about our family issue too. Yeah, true. I yeah. mean, I'm happy. I'm happy to share that my experience. Hopefully, it helps mm-hmm. um, some of the yeah. listeners out there. And definitely, I've learned a lot from this experience. Not just from that story, even from like throughout my journey being the first one in Asian household. That. I learned that my parents do trust me. Totally agree with that. Thank you for listening. If you resonate with our episodes, give us five-star rating. You can also tap the bell button to get notified when we launch a new episode. Connect with us on Instagram at halfagirls underscore talkwithsake. You can also connect us via email josiemickeypodcast at gmail.com See you guys on the next episode. See you guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.